How long gone? Coming to you from the Four Seasons in Sydney, where Jason oh. and I are overlooking the beautiful, famous Opera House as the boats go by, as the tourists swarm. We're still in Australia, if you didn't <laughs> know. Uh, we've, we've left the beautiful and enchanting city of Melbourne and come to the bustling metropolis of Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I am literally, um, we're perched. On 29 the, floors up. 29 floors up, and I'm just in a windowsill looking at the Sydney Opera House. We just landed an hour ago. And we were at the airport. A, a, uh, a car hit Chris in the parking <laughs> lot, and the driver accused Chris of hitting the car instead of <laughs> he the other said, way around. He said, you backed into me. I'm like, bro, I'm a person. Like, I, I can't back into you. He didn't like me. He he did not. He got out and checked the car for damage, didn't he? Yeah, he got out. He he like whispered uh, an ex expletive under his breath when he went to make sure that you you didn't leave a dent or something like that. I didn't that. ding his white uh, passenger van that had <laughs> had a decal on the side. It's tough though, because like in those situations, obviously when you're traveling internationally, you don't want to, you know, fight a stranger and and get in trouble and go Especially to jail. Not here, because Australian men are known as roughnecks. That's that was that my, old man would have armbarred me. That was my second point. Is mm -hmm. he could have been five seven, you know, sixty two years old. He would have mopped us mm -hmm. all up. Australian guys just beat the I fuck out of you. It sucks. I actually uh, I played a little rugby in uni. And these are the white guys. I mean, no, the guy, the guy. We just saw a guy downstairs. Like, damn, I really want to take a picture of that guy. He had a nice shiner, like good-looking guy, shaved head, mm -hmm. like nice shiner. Mm -hmm. And Jason was like, "That is the prototype of an Aust of a Sydney guy. He's of a wearing Sydney guy. He's wearing rock star skinny chinos. Rock star skinny <laughs> chinos. Top man chinis. The whole outfit is. How many inches do you of ankle were exposed? Four to five. Not and well the one the one good part about it is people in Sydney won't wear a sock with any shoe ever. Oh, they're oh they're my people. Well, it's because they live in a beachside community. Yeah, but they 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 no socks with the reefs. They wave the no sock. I mean, no sock with dress shoes, sneakers, nothing, and all that shit. He's wearing a skin tight polo. Yeah, tucked skin in. tight pants, and then he they, they were short, but then he had like a once again a top shop style. <laughs> plastic loafer you know is what it looked like it, it was, it's not leather it's not pleather it's not mushroom leather it's literally plastic it's kind of like um the one like the prada loafers that you see at the outlet that's for chicks only mm -hmm. but but make it like the warehouse <laughs> shoe sale version of it i don't know what the i don't know what's how old are we are i don't know what the dsw shoe warehouse of sydney is but <clears throat> that's where he was shopping it's it's nsw shoe warehouse it's a New South Wales joke. <laughs> and we had a lovely China. We we had a great experience at the Melbourne airport with our friends at Qantas, where <laughs> we rocked up to the check-in counter, and it was a nice young lady. You saying rocked up? <laughs> rocked up to the queue. Nice young lady. And we were just, she was like, oh, you guys from America? And we start talking a little bit. And then her friend comes over, who was a little more of a wag vibe, like full makeup, crazy eyebrows, like not a poor inside, lip liner, the whole shit. Looked like one of my when when KK faced too my my shit too much, and I'm like, oh, you got to pull back. No, she looked like a she looked like a Big Brother Australia contestant reject kind of vibe. The makeup was like Insane. one of my Malaysian bots in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, but but they the they were, they were very heavy. nice and very funny and. 
I it just made me realize, and this has happened to me at a cell phone store as well, mm. that these people that have these jobs that maybe we look at as menial or below us, I don't, but I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. They, of course you don't, as you call them, these people. I, d- I don't. I, I Look, if I made a few different decisions in my life, I could be checking your ass in. You know what I mean? I recognize that. Trust me, I stay humble. <laughs> I, that's part of being a grustler is knowing that you got to be humble. So <laughs> Could be checking your ass in. <laughs> so we're... G- so we're chatting with them and basically we realize like that, we're, that she's like, oh, you guys are tall. Let me just get you guys some some um, exit row seats mm-hmm. and just does that. Makes a call, does that. And we're like, okay, that's but, cool. But I don't think she ever, I don't think she ever checked your ID. No. Well, first <laughs> of all, she, she goes, you guys are in, are in exit row. Uh, we'll we'll give you all all of you guys exit row seats. Just off you go, and that's that's the thing that hasn't happened to me in America in at least ten years. Like somebody just offering to be nice without me having to grovel hat in hand, like uh like the one crying emoji where it's a smiley face and the tears are coming out a little bit. Like me pulling putting on a full show, pathetic <laughs> swag vibe going on then maybe somebody will begrudgingly give me a middle exit row seat if it might happen. And she was just like, do you, do you all three of you want exit row seats for free? And we're like, yeah. And then, and then she goes, actually there's a, the, the flight before is, is going to leave in like 20 minutes. You want, do you guys just want to go on that early, early plane? And we're like, I, I was in shock. You, I asked, I was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Jason, are you cool with that? And you were just like, uh, I mean, it, it, if we can make it is that a thing that that can and so then we just got on an earlier flight with exit rows and she goes are you jason and i say yes and then she hands me a boarding <laughs> i never checked in i don't even know what airline it was our bag showed up too we all we made it <clears throat> it was it was remarkable it was really was and it, it australia wins again it felt like a different time it felt like it was the 90s like you could have lit up a cigarette in the terminal and everybody been like can I bum one? Yeah, this was this is pre nine eleven. It, it felt very pre nine eleven. It's true. But when we going back the- to America, will be like fifteen nine elevens to us. <laughs> I love when you do your Joe Biden impression. So so nine eleven. For those at home, Jason's wearing aviators. Uh, we went to, but when we were in the line for security, I looked up at kind of the departures and arrivals board, and it was mm. a. <laughs> list of australia because we were in the domestic terminal you know because we were flying from melbourne to sydney mm-hmm. and there's just a list of australian city names and i turned to jason and said take a picture of that we need to read these because there's just words i've never seen before well i mean there are there's the normal sydney's and 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 brisbane's and adelaide's and perth's but there's also mildura <laughs> Ber- bernie harubat long Chiston. It's just it's just it's words and phrases I haven't seen before. And they're destinations that people are flying to, which makes it extra crazy. It's not like like I'm reading a book that's above my pay grade. (laughs) Like if you if you live in Launceston, what what do you even need air travel for? What Paul what possibly could you need to go on an airplane i'm sure you you were really excited no shade to my lawnies out there excited to come down to melbourne for the 86 festival for the weekend but just here for a bit of business i'm I'm surprised i'm surprised man i was sitting next to this guy in a suit normal looking guy young guy in a suit 
and you know when people they like they they their body has an odor like it's like I, I I hear like Azalea Banks talk about it on <laughs> where she's describing like musty dusty white yeah. men like when when a white guy just stinks mm-hmm. and it smells like bad breath but the guys but I'm, I'm not talking to the person we're not having a conversation <laughs> there's no opportunity for He's me sitting to silently smell with his mouth closed but we're it not, smells like we're breath. not close we our, my nose is not near his mouth he's not pointed in my direction but his entire body is permeating a bad breath odor mm. and it's just like i think it come like through inbreeding or something like that i don't know what it is Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend nutrafol for healthier hair nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutrafol.com promo code how long. Well, this reminds me of when I get into when I'm forced um, because of financial straits or other issues to get into an Uber X and it just smells like <laughs> smells like dude in the car because it's just a guy who hasn't showered just driving around all day with the windows closed. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
Sometimes I like. I, I think it's going to stick to my clothes. There's, there's enough DNA in yeah. these in these that's canvas the only, seats. That's the only reason I try to take a nicer car is because of the smell. I literally don't care. The comfort does not matter to me. Uh-huh. Uber X smells. I'm a leggier guy, so I kind of Uber X smells. Uber X smells like skin follicles and crushed up Cheerios. But but also there's some like there's always some like bad black ice air freshener <laughs> mixed with like gum. Cheerios, mm. body odor, Axe body spray, <laughs> feet. You know what I mean? Chocolate milk. Yeah, like the clothes got all kinds of stains you on know, them. No, and a white motherfucker be smelling like chocolate milk. <laughs> but I, I. Mm. So this guy, did he? Was he working on a laptop? Was he reading? Was he? He was doing that classic move: no book, no phone, no TV, no headphones, no anything. I mean, the flight was no 40, sleeping. The flight was forty-five minutes. I mean, it was, it was forty-five minutes. But there's there's a guy. The guy to the left of me. Had a very very high quality Star Wars inspired full sleeve on ta- tattoo on his arm. Really, but like breathtaking work. <laughs> wow. Okay. But he was so he's he was just like a regular fucking tradey cunt, like a little bit older. Probably got a couple kids, and on the phone he was on the phone, like as he was boarding, loading the luggage, sitting down. Up until the point when wheels up and you have to stop talking on the phone, he was having a phone conversation with his friend about how he's thinking about getting a shed for the backyard. He's on the phone. He has, he has, he has his like AirPod fucking AirPods in and he's, and he's talking to like, yeah, and you know, and he'll just he'll just blah, blah, blah. It just sounds like a normal conversation every like 15 seconds he says the word shed in some way and while and he has his phone out and he's scrolling facebook uh facebook uh, groups about where, sheds where guys are talking to guys and gals non-binary pals shed owners i'm sure there's a lot of bonacle dykes down here by the wharf who would love to, to own a shed a shed feels very lesbian coded as they say massively that's where I keep all my DIY stuff in there. <laughs> but he was I like, like to do home projects around you know, the home. I really want to make like, cause like it's a shed, but like I kind of, I, I don't, it doesn't need to be like a hundred percent waterproof, but like I'd like to, to be sort of all weather. And I'm like, bro, this is not a thing that has to happen out loud. That's crazy. And he had a, he had a absolutely dank fucking star Wars <laughs> sleeve. Like it cost him <laughs> over 10 grand. Like I was, I was marveling at the lines, the colors. So, what kind of start was was Jar Jar Binks featured, or is it more classic? Like, what do we use? Who's kind of? Mate, have we got Binksy in the mix? <laughs> like, who's? I just want to. It was more of the classics. It was more of the classics. Okay, so it's an R two D two kind of. There, well, you know when we when, uh, I, and I don't think this is a bad thing, but if somebody has a like a sleeve, a a, a tattoo sleeve, and then when you come to the wrist. It's sort of like Perfect. it's sort of like a pant where like, yeah. do we want it unhemmed? How much and like does it bleed into the hand? And he had a very stark cutoff mm-hmm. right at the wrist, and it had like this sort of it was like an emerald the force band kind of thing. It was like a sick ass thing, and it ended there. And then like the forearm went up, and there was sort of like a a spacey background, of course, sure, of course, black and stars. So you're telling me that Star Wars takes place in space. It's 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 amongst the stars. It's one right? of the, one of the proudest moments I've never seen it. There was a lightsaber battle on the, on the forearm. I would hope Obi Wan. 
I wanted to get that sleeve up so I could see what's going on for when the Empire Strikes Back above the elbow, but it gets, he was he was deep on a business. Call. It gets pay per view once you pull the sleeve up. You gotta you gotta have an AMC movie pass to see his shoulders. My right titty's got the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I yeah, I mean it. It. I was sitting next to an older gentleman mm-hmm. who, at the end of the flight, I looked over because he's he was like zooming in. On his on his iPhone, as olds are apt to do, and he was looking. How big was that phone? Well, that was the problem. It was like an image, so oh, he had to zoom. PDF, but what okay. I was so I was so excited when I saw this because all <laughs> I wanted to tell you so bad. He was looking at a JPEG that ranked baked beans. <laughs> I'm not the like, new bean list dropped. The bean list dropped. The Vanity Fair bean list has finally hit the streets of of Sydney. I want how many different beans exist to where a list needs to happen. I, I think it was more of a brand list yeah, than, than an of actual. Course. Oh, I didn't know. If, and, and the varietals, I don't know. I'm not sure. Baked. I'm gonna Google this. Baked beans top list. This is the, this is the beauty of our. Okay, the tasting table, 12 best canned baked beans ranked. I mean, number the, the Heinz baked beans for me, that's the number one. Is that a global? Is that, are, are these things available globally or are they sometimes localized? This, this, this list that I pulled up is looking to be American, but it could be global. Unfortunately, at number 10 are the uh, Whole Foods 365 baked beans. Oh, that list is null and void. Nasty. Um... Okay, we're, can you imagine? I'm a, scrolling to the cracking front. a can of Whole Foods 365 beans, just tucking into those for a little din din. Well, I mean, I, I've I've consumed a lot of Whole Foods 365 beans, garbanzos, kidney, you know, things like that that I use. Like I'll, I'll I'll empty the can of beans and make a hummus or whatever, but never a baked bean. But they, this list is is Bush's baked beans number one, which is that's an American classic, correct? Yeah, I mean it is it is a it's a banging little bean. Uh, you know I don't like beans very much. I know. At the at the hotel buffet this morning, the breakfast buffet, they had a bean bar. <laughs> really? It was they had like a few I mean it wasn't an extensive list, but there they had I mean it was a, it was an amazing. It was, it maybe was the best breakfast buffet I've been to. The Grand Hyatt in Melbourne is one of my favorite hotels in the world now. Too I really right. loved it. It was Too very right. comfortable. The service is amazing. I really bet one of the best nut mixes I've ever had. Yeah, it was. It had a little spice to it, but not too much. Not too much. There were the regular organic nuts as God made them, and then there was some of the artisan corn nuts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. I know what you mean. <laughs> sometimes a Tillamook cheddar is good. Sometimes you need an American cheese slice. Anyway, but like when you when I think of the world's best buffets i i think of like when we go on holiday in italy and you're staying at this crazy ass fucking hotel and you go down and it's like this grant like when we're in lake como yeah all these places you walk down you get a table and it's overlooking the water and it's so amazing and the service is amazing and blah 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 they're just cranking out espressos and all this shit and but you go to the buffet and it looks insane there's there's a hundred fifty different items. Mm-hmm. People wearing tuxedos, yeah. waiting on you hand and foot. But when you start looking under the rug and reading in between the lines, it's it's ninety eight percent shit that you don't want. Yeah, it's forty different tiny pastries. It's yeah, it's forty different tiny pastries. It's like little waffles that are stupid. Yeah, that yeah. you never want. I it's, agree. It's just it's but muesli, luckily, like seventeen but luckily, muesli's. 
but luckily in Europe it's included in the price, so <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't stop you from piling up. Jason said, let me get a plate when he walks in. He doesn't care how stupid it is. But this one, it was all healthy shit. Yeah, so, I noticed there that. There was a salad bar with like avocado and tofu and fresh soybeans and lettuces and every vegetable you would ever want, all these fresh juices, an wow. omelet bar, and I was like, let me just get a plain omelet. I don't want anything on it. And she she did a perfect blonde really? French omelet. So good. Wow, that's great, to, that's great to hear because when I think of uh, overpriced uh, brunch buffets, I, of course, think of the feast at the famous Soho House Club. Ugh. Well, that that's different because because the the hotel breakfast buffet what i like about that is is every it's like a dignified ferality in, mm-hmm. in a way oh yeah people are yeah where it's like i'm going into i'm going beast mode but also you can't you have to sort of restrict your beast mode ability because you, you begin to see all the same people every single morning if you're staying at a resort for a week or whatever there's a lot of poor people if you listening take, to this right now who are like, this part sucks. If you take the same, if you take, yeah, if you, if you are piling the plate high every day, maybe you take the last stack of flapjacks mm-hmm. from your neighbor that you've been seeing every morning. Yeah. When I was, when I was staying in Lake Como, I would get the newspaper every morning and I would pretend to read it. <laughs> They're like, do you want the, the New York Times paper? And they and they would deliver like the condensed it, yeah, European the, version of it. Yeah, the international edition. The international is what they edition, call it. and it, in a little, in a little orange. Yeah, cute little tote. It's and it's hanging on the doorknob mm-hmm. as you leave the hotel room to go downstairs. And since I was the poorest, shittiest looking person in all of that hotel, I would, I would have my newly acquired Rolex that at the time wasn't working. <laughs> 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 my ornamental rolex i had my bracelet on it was she wasn't keeping time the way i needed her of to. course of course but that didn't matter um and i would i would just sit there with the newspaper all four pages of it open and and as if i was somebody cool and special as if people would respect me more because i know how to read a newspaper if i looked at you and then looked at you with a newspaper, <laughs> I would respect See, you more. It, it, so it works. It doesn't make things worse. No, no. It can only help. You know what's funny about the oh, international edition? And I don't want to get into the weeds here, but back in my day, mm-hmm. that used to be printed out on like a fax. Like they would give you like a... They would they would print it, oh. make copies of it, and like staple it because it wasn't produced like that way. It would just be on printer paper. Yeah, they would they would literally like you probably pay a fee and you're able to like print it out and like duplicate Good it. Good old days. I know it's crazy. Well, I don't I don't know if um I don't know if I love a buffet. It's too many options for me. If I'm being completely honest, the um, the Lake Crusade dish full of bottomless hash browns. That's nice. But I, I took a photo of. Our uh, our tour manager Anthony's plate. He kind of went hammer time. That's twisted though. I'm What's gonna he got? Is there a on there? I'm going to describe this. Yeah, it's fucked up. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start. Um, we'll 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 work clockwise. I, and just for, for listeners, I don't have eyeballs on this. This is just Jason. <laughs> I don't need to see it. I'd rather hear you describe it. Yeah, I guess it is an audio based podcast. So he's got a soft scramble, and then on top of the soft scramble is baked beans. Okay, I know those two things are Look often commingle on a plate, but not kind of in that on on top. It's fucked up. And then we're moving down at the three o'clock position. We have a mini bagel, poppy seed, cream cheese, locks, and what appears to be about fourteen capers. <laughs> and this is oh 
<laughs> this is a mini bagel, one sided, and the, the the caper to bagel ratio off is very wild. And we actually had a moment. I, uh, is this entire episode going to be about the breakfast buffet? <laughs> Let's see how long we could stretch this fucking lolly out. Um, there was we were at the salad bar, and there were two white creamy things, mm-hmm. and we didn't know. He he was trying to find the cream cheese to have a schmear, mm-hmm. and then he called called over one of the employees and and he was like, "Excuse me, like which which one of these is cream cheese?" And she was like, mm. and then she went and asked a friend. <laughs> we're, we're standing around, just like it's not. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she grabs a tasting spoon, dips dips it into one of them, tastes it, walks back to her station, washes the spoon off, dries it. Doesn't give an answer. She's she doesn't know. <laughs> Dips it into the other white creamy substance, tastes it, and she goes, "It's the first one. That's cream cheese." Wow, it was so twisted. Like okay, so no she, labeling. She couldn't identify cream cheese until one was sour cream, one was cream cheese. I tasted both of them, and the cream cheese did not taste like cream cheese. I'm still kind of calling BS. So what could it be? I think maybe Australian cream cheese is less thicker. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Because like a little you, runny, you, you could tell like cream cheese in America, you could stick a fork in that shit. Oh, cream cheese in America in New York, you see those. It looks like gelato. <laughs> it, it does look like it gelato. looks like scallion gelato. It looks like something that one of my my homies back uh, would home would get the little scrape it on some brick, little little tile. <laughs> no, it, look, it looks like it looks get like the trawl out screen print. Mm, mm, mm. Thick and gloopy, you know. What else is on this plate? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, moving down, we have three cornichon and then one rogue caper that has wandered off the plate. Okay, so those little pickles, one of my least favorite things on earth. <laughs> little pickles. Disgusting. They look like little frogs. They got warts on them. <laughs> I can't believe Do you look- like big pickles? Fuck, pickles are disgusting. But, Nasty shit. But is a small- You're eating food out of a barrel? Not me. <laughs> Not me, bro. Your little Vlasic slices on your sandwich, you can have hold that. I'm trying to think of what century it was when <laughs> pickles came in a barrel. <laughs> they come, no, there's like a place in New York that you go and you like get them out of the barrel. Yeah, it's like a famous true, yeah, yeah. like. No, that's true. That's pickles true. are a thing that people have. You know what it is? Pickles are like an IPA. Talk your shit, white boy. <laughs> pickles are. It's very not white of me to hate pickles. Actually, pickles are like they get treated like beer or something where it's like oh, have you tried this one have you tried that mm, one yeah, yeah. and it's like it's a fucking pickle like how long it sits in vinegar <laughs> like think about it. it's a oh but i do like cucumber <laughs> <laughs> which i know is unexplainable i'm trying to think of the, if there's an, another example of where you you like the raw version of it and you detest the manipulated or or processed yeah, pickles, version of it pickles have always been a no-no for me you know what it is I, I i'll eat like last night um delicious restaurant marion the fries marion the fries hot bowl of chippies hot bowl of chippies came with only in a garlic aioli mm-hmm. i hate mayonnaise yeah but i did dip the fries in the garlic aioli uh, partly because i didn't want to ask for tomato sauce because i would look like a out of town mm. but i was like this is pretty good but the thought of like Oh, like oh, like a sandwich with mayo and pickles. That's fucking nasty. That's like almost every good sandwich. It's not true. It's really just not. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love a sandwich with mayonnaise and pickles. I know you do, but I don't know. Get, like, f- go down and get you a f- 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 five dollar foot long. <laughs> 
I mean, look, if there's a Jimmy John's here in, in beautiful Sydney, I would love to have that for dinner, but I wonder what it's called. Because no restaurant has the same name except for McDonald's. But they Jonas? don't call it McDonald's here. They call it Macca's. Jonas? John, they, Jimmy Jonas? They call it Hungry John's. Hungry John's. What else is on the plate? Hungry Johnny's. There uh, can't be much more. Okay. And then uh, we're kind of now in the 7, 8 o'clock area okay. on the plate. There is a piece of sourdough bread that was toasted in the self-toasting conveyor belt contraption. You need to get one of those for your house. I don't. I don't eat. I, I have a Breville press all in one. It does it all, baby. Yeah, we have one of those too. Love it. Um, I've never turned it on. <laughs> did you, you bought it just because it's stainless steel? Uh, I think I paid for it, but I don't know if I bought it, if you know what I mean. But come Webster right off. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, so we've got a piece <laughs> of sourdough toast. One half of it has a strawberry jam or jelly, Classic. A, a red jelly on it. The other half is Nutella, but <laughs> the Nutella here, because it's a large hotel, they buy the Nutella in bulk. It has kind of like a two-gallon barrel, mm. and it has a pump spigot on it, like you're putting ketchup. Like Wendy's ketchup in the nineties. Like what? Or yeah, yeah, like you're like you're putting mustard on your Costco hot dog, or you know, you're you're just, you're dispensing a condiment at a stadium. Do you think, do you think that taste? Does it affect the taste? No. Okay. But it's not nice. The key signifier here is he has not smeared the Nutella around onto that, the piece that, of toast. That, that Nutella on toast looks like one of the shits you have to pick up every morning. So half the half of it is strawberry jam on sourdough. The second half is a hazelnut dookie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Idiot. and then now we're moving up to kind of Idiot. the 10, 30, 10, 11 We're getting range. close. We're getting close. And we have... Um, we kind of have a, a classic hash brown, and it was delicious. But it's it's a real long boy. That those look like it's a, in the shape of a of a skateboard. Those this, remind this, me of McDonald's hash this, browns, this right? Is a, like that. But kinda, this is this is longer and leaner. Was this it is, good? It was really good. It's kind of in the shape of uh, let's say a toy machine eight point one seven five. <laughs> I could never hard flip those. I was more of a seven point five. Good luck. Good luck. And then in the center, to tie it all up with a ribbon. One single mini chicken sausage. My stomach hurts. And this was one of three plates that we ate. Let me let me say this. This is <laughs> twisted, but I also feel like you guys like did what you're supposed to do at a mm -hmm. buffet in a buffet situation. I would have gone down there, paid sixty five dollars <laughs> to have a single omelet and a glass of orange juice mm -hmm. because I don't want all that shit. That is how you're supposed to. Even though it disgusts me to no end. That is how you're supposed to do it, and I applaud it. Honestly. That plate was our second course out of three. The first course was we went uh, a trip to the Orient because this steamed this, dumplings. It was a full dim sum. I had congee. You felt right at home. <laughs> he was like, do, we're, "Do you want to start with the Asian stuff?" And I was like, "Do you know how you're talking to, sweetie?" <laughs> uh, you think I don't ever? Is there any any time I don't start with the Asian stuff? Um, <laughs> What are you doing? I'm taking a picture of the, of the recorder to timestamp it for a commercial break. Oh, I thought you were taking a picture of it to cut it out, and I was going to slap the phone Wrong. out of your hand. Okay, go ahead. How Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent, so... 
for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash long. Nice. Career World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard, the New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on korean classics recipes include giant short ribs whole fried smash rockfish and pineapple kimchi fried rice i'm sad i didn't get to name the foods and you did <laughs> korea world is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food available wherever books are sold you had dip but is dim sum from a hotel in melbourne doesn't seem like something that would be it was, it was great Great shumai, great, great steamed steamed pork bun. Such a great hotel, honestly. The, the condiment bar had like twelve different soy sauces and vinegars. I was like, didn't I? Who? Let's, we let's we, pay some bills. I just realized we haven't talked about our show. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only I have two I have two things on my list: breakfast buffet and gulwa peepees. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. been it's been tough. The, the in the last five days. We've done five podcasts. It feels like that, yeah. I mean, I've, it has. I mean, kind of. In the last four days, we've we did a live pod. We did a pod. We did somebody else's pod. Oh, that's true. And then we're doing this pod today. Yeah, we did. So we we had our show uh, in Melbourne, which was honestly unbelievable. It was so good. Great mm -hmm. crowd. Everybody was funny. Um, everybody was down to laugh. It was a, it was a it was a big, big nice theater, and we filled it out. It was amazing. It was, Sold every hat we brought. Yeah, sorry we didn't bring enough hats for you guys. That's okay. I'm, I'm not. We have to create demand. It's kind of capitalism thing. Yeah, you are good. At, you're a good marketer. But the but the show is really fun. But the the um somebody in the crowd because we opened the floor up to a few questions. Mm -hmm. Um, someone in the crowd kind of dissed my tie, mm -hmm. and um, I just want to say I don't know who that was. But I just want to kind of get on the record. Go fuck yourself. Um, it's it's a great tie. I, I think that person. You think it was in jest? I think it was in jest. I think that it was very funny. I think that the person who asked that question. This happens 
every other show where we have a, a an audience member they know exactly they're not asking the question to insult us they know that this is going to be a really good question for us like they know that we're going to bounce off of this yes it was like when the guy was like i have a question how much money do you get paid from the McDonald's ad? <laughs> That's the best question of all time. That was the funniest. But there was also... Um, but, but when he when he said, I have a question, where'd you get your ugly tie? <laughs> the whole crowd laughed. And it was like, you know, it's just it's, uh, just it's just teeing you up. I loved it. And I love that tie. Thank you to my Comme des Garçons family. Um, but the the overall... I'm sure, I'm sure that person thinks the tie is just fine. And he just knew exactly how to push your little button. It worked. He killed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He killed. But we we had an after party. We yeah we had we also had no guests. I don't think we need guests anymore, except for our LA show with Kate Berlant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, come see us in Boston at the Wilbur Theater with our guest Kevin Mulby. Well, I found out that I talked to Katie Waxahachie today. She said she's coming with him, and I said that's great. So we can do three part harmonies on the Lemonheads cover that you guys have to learn. <laughs> She said, yeah, otherwise he'll do sublime. So you got to <laughs> she said, that's good. That's his go to. Okay. Well, Kevin, I know you're listening. <laughs> that's one for you. One for me. Welcome home. <laughs> now. Now I'm excited about Boston. <laughs> we got. Uh, all right. So Kevin's going to come up here. He's going to do a sublime cover. If, uh, if, if he knows how to do the solo on Santeria, I'll learn the bass part. He definitely knows how to do the solo on Santeria. It's not an easy solo. I know, but he definitely knows how. If you have... He's like a real musician. Oh, I know. But is he Bradley? <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, uh, sometimes I think like in a situation like this, in Melbourne, it would, Troy Savon's out of town. So, and he would be a dud. Out of town. Talking with my rap. He would have been a dud anyway. Um, he would have been a dud. Yeah. I didn't know, honestly. So the way that people talk about Troy Sivan in Melbourne is like that, that he is their like finest export. Like he is our son, and we are so proud that he has kind of broken through to all territories. Ky Kylie, Kylie is mother, and he's he's prince. Yeah, and I get that because like Melbourne is a, a obviously a relatively small place, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And he still lives there, which makes it like more. But yeah, I, yeah. I um the the kind of reverence for Troy in melbourne is mm -hmm. staggering i'm like this guy is an out outcast in atlanta like relax <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I agree or or sublime in long beach i'm dead ass exactly but but the but i i i, I had my doubts because i was like playing this it, it, it was like surely this is too on the nose but then when i dj'd a troy savon you know i, I played troy savon rush i've dj'd that song you know a dozen times in cities all over all over america and you put and people are like the three gay guys are like oh yeah that's my song <laughs> and people dance an appropriate amount of dancing and yeah, it's normal yeah, like yeah this is a good song to dance to and we dance and then you play the next one and, but oh i put that on and the and the the rafters started shaking and glasses wine glasses started shattering in people's hands I was gone, so I didn't. See, <laughs> I didn't see any of that. But I, I, Chris passed out. He went. He's like, oh. I, I just. I was too excited. He got the vapors. But talking because we we talked about Troy so much in Melbourne. I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't know anything about him. I mm -hmm. didn't know that he was like a YouTuber and like all that shit. Like, I still don't. I didn't know that he. I mean, he's basically like a like a 
child star. You know what I mean? For right, lack right. of a better kind of term, he's been groomed. Yeah, which I didn't. I had no idea, and I was like, oh, like that all e- the greats. That explains it a little more, like why he, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like, like when you find out Ryan Gosling was on the Mickey Mouse Club, and you're yeah. like, oh, all right. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a very, it's a very similar feeling. But the after party was lit, even though I left at midnight. Um, Ooh, nobody stopping chats like Melbourne, I would say. But I think. I think it's relative to the proximity away from where your house is. Like if we do a live show in Los Angeles, everyone's like, what up, TJ? I saw you yesterday at the fucking coffee yeah. shop. Like, like these guys cool are like, show. Awesome. I, I ain't ever going to see you again, maybe. So mm-hmm. we got to We got to chop it up. But people were very friendly and very. But we're about as far away from um, uh, us as you know, uh, like what the, the flight from Sydney to New York that's going to happen. Yeah, I've been told Next this year? is a lie, but I oh, okay. but I still think it could happen. A thirty hour thirty hour direct flight from yeah. Sydney to New York. So it's, we're we're so far. So the fact that we came on an airplane all the way to their little street in this little bar and this we could be anywhere, but we're here. Mm-hmm. And at that at that point, we got to get a slice. The well, I think, and this is what people kind of explained to us in Melbourne. I felt too. like a Tiffany Dunk on Fairfax. <laughs> It, people, people. I, f- I felt like the Phoebe Philo dot com servers. I was, I, I was holding <laughs> on for dear life. <laughs> uh, I think that we'll talk about Phoebe in a second. I think that the um, yes. What what is, was explained to me is, and this is nice actually, that like it's recognized the effort it requires mm-hmm. to get to, to to Australia. Yeah. So therefore. Like they're gonna show up, they're gonna buy show tickets, out. they're gonna buy, you know that, and mm-hmm. and I I respect it. I think it's like why people probably like to come here. Yeah. And Emily, who who did this for us, like I look at who's on tour. It's like cool. It's like people yeah. are making the effort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's it it's because it's its own. We it's love kind you, of its Emily. Own place, you know. So the Phoebe Philo collection dropped mm-hmm. today. I haven't even had a chance to look at it. After years of anticipation. And also shout out to Ben from uh from eighty six. We love you. The goat. My guy. I Baby. love it. No, nothing I love more than an older gay indie rock icon to bond with. That's so really sick. my zone. So sick. And also the legend uh Neil, Neil Wed. My man. Oh, that was oh yeah, Neil, yes. And yes. and Neil, I smelled your rocket and it was very nice. That's Jason's literally talking about arugula. He's not saying he smelled Neil's penis. So the, the, he's like a legendary um, promoter here in here in Australia. He was telling me, I was like, yeah, you know, we just had Thurston Moore on. He's like, oh yeah, I booked him in like '86. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And and they were talking about like yeah, like right before COVID happened, like like the month that COVID happened, like March 2020. They were they had um a new order show booked and they sold like eleven thousand tickets. It was like in a big Yeah, you know, huge show. And then right when it happened, you know, like a third or like a quarter or a third of the people requested refunds mm. because, you know, I don't want to go to a big giant concert. And then they ended up playing an amazing show apparently, but and then and then he was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I booked them um, there f- I booked him in uh 1982 <laughs> and I was like oh my god so sick also you just turned the heat up and now it's a little too hot Chris I didn't turn the heat up I turned the air down like I turned the, it was cranking is it because I'm sitting next to this hot window I don't know whatever I can tough it out 
I know. Don't worry. Let's go back to Fibo. Those well, boots are ugly. Ugh. Unfortunately, a lot of it's kind of ugly. There's some hits, but but that's not really the issue. The, we need the five dollar, five thousand dollar trenchy. The price points are the big tote bags eighty five hundred. Mm-hmm. There's a nineteen thousand dollar dress. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to Joe, he's like, "It's like the row prices." I'm like, "No, it's not, dude." <laughs> Nineteen. I mean, obviously, that's a Carolyn that's, wore the row for our wedding. That's an outlier. You know what I it mean? Was, it would not know nineteen. That that's that that's an outlier. And I I was shout just, out to my Neiman Marcus family. But I think people like it. But I also think people like have to like it because they've been waiting for it for so long. Yeah. And like they can't just be like, yeah, it's mid. I think that. What do you think the strategy behind the price point is? I, I, I mean, in the my price point is I can do this and people will buy it. Shit's sold out. All of it's gone. Oh, it's all gone. Most of it is gone. Like the, the stuff that should be gone, like shoes, bags, like yeah. some of the hits. There, the leather there, jackets are really nice. There are enough rich bitches out there who yeah. who will buy it all out. In but the it's first also, day. I think it really is one of those things where like we've been anticipating this for so long. That, as a nation that if i if i don't think it's good it's going to confuse me so i have to think it's good it's fine don't get me wrong but i don't think it's as good as people want it to be but i think they still bought it because they don't want the dream to die wow sounds like um i mean there's a lot of parallels there in what taylor sense? swift yeah beyonce yeah no it's literally like taylor a, a beyonce album can come out and it can be bad marvel movies but no one's going to deal with that like it's no <laughs> no one wants like you like, put the blinders on i think that the it also the styling I, the whole thing is like a little dark like a little mm-hmm. i wouldn't say goth that's extreme but it's like a little darker than i personally like in as far it's as, a little like timothy chamelay in dune but there's some muted there's tones. some beautiful leather jackets the bag is the bag that's like going to be a hit it's kind of like it's it's sort of an updated take on this the celine the celine bag that what, what i want to know is so you're selling a, a dope leather bag for 8500 really nice bag it's really nice what do you i need you to speculate and you can't say i don't know how many what's the quantity count how many how many items did they make I really don't know. Hundreds, probably. Hundreds. Yeah. You mean less than a thousand? Probably. So we'll, so we'll call it seven hundred fifty. Yeah. I mean, I to think start. That, I think that. Well, I, I could be wrong. I think some of the stuff. I mean, I, obviously, I'm asking you to but speculate. I, I think some of the stuff, like a bag, bags and shoes are hits. Like that's what you need to be mm-hmm, a hit mm-hmm. for your business to work, and like sungla- accessories or whatever. So These maybe the quantities mm-hmm. were actually. I mean, the quantities in like. A ten thousand dollar leather jacket are are probably lower, but I could be wrong. That's what I'm always so curious about when you see these companies. I mean, any of these companies that make these crazy, you know, the Row and Vetmont and all these, you know, where like, oh, this is a thousand dollar t shirt. This is a nine thousand dollar jacket. Like, how many of those exist in the world in total? What was the minimum order? I think there's. I think it really depends on the category of item. Like, I think that like weird like a weird shirt not that many yeah but like a bag or shoes or like a jacket mm-hmm. even like sunnies yeah that or it's just a mold and a you lot. hit a button and it, it makes them versus where like teams of Art- ateliers Art- artists artisans. have to make it yeah but it's really something i thought it would be honestly i felt like it would, maybe it's because the time difference and like we're feeling a little off but it didn't seem like the the fervent chatter 
that I was expecting. It mm-hmm. was like people were like, all right, cool, yeah. Oh shit, it sold out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I need to read. I haven't read. I uh, think maybe because there was no show. It's just no. I think it's just because it's like, you know what's crazy about it? Honestly, if you really think about it, is that someone is spending mm-hmm. ten thousand dollars on an item of clothing that they haven't touched. They mm-hmm. haven't seen. Mm-hmm. They haven't tried on. I mean, and it's it's just yeah. Not trying it on is so cool. It's, it's crazy, but it's like when I found out that like Mr. Porter sells like fifty thousand dollar watches on their app every day, <laughs> and it's just like I I think we really do underestimate how many rich people exist yeah. that shop like like just on the phone, like flippant, just mm-hmm. like oh yeah, I like this. I mean, this is a little different because she's Destruction got like such of the middle class diehard followers and it's like yeah. a little bit different it's like lvmh or whatever but i, I don't know man I, so she she has private funding behind it doing lvmh no it's L- lvmh oh it's all it's okay, lvmh okay. yeah um Good but it's her. But it, i mean it's like phoebe come on the pod no does she store. ever do any pods or interviews or any press <laughs> no. like that she does none of it right no no she's i mean has she ever do, do we know who she's dated does she have she's yeah there's a, a, the story is that she's the guy she's seeing now is like a really bad influence and that's part of the reason she was on drugs for so long i didn't know she was on drugs yeah that's the whole thing that's cool about her is that she went to like rehab multiple times to me like i don't know i've never seen a photo of her i just know because of you and all the other gay people i hang out with and my <laughs> wife and all these fashion motherfuckers I'll, everyone just talks about her and i in my mind i picture her as one part the singer beth the singer of portishead mm-hmm. and yeah. one part lydia tar Honestly, not that far. There's a little bit of like the model Daria that's in a lot of the campaigns. She kind of favors her a little bit, but okay. that trio mm-hmm. is not far off. Okay, I mean she's very cool. She's fucking skinny and like she looks very European. Say less. Like she looks very European, and she's obviously very like personally stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, I mean, I'm sure she's done interviews. The, I mean, she's the, done Rogan, but like, would she ever do us? <laughs> Imagine Phoebe Philo going on Marin. So who are you guys? She's like, well, um, have you heard of Martin Margella? I don't, I don't know the Hermes era. I don't know if you know Phoebe on Drink Champs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So it's your boy Charlamagne the guy using the Breakfast Club. Up next, we got a new fashion designer coming out. Five, five, five. How you say that? Envy, envy. Fo- how you say it? Foey, Foeyby, Foeyby. <laughs> oh that's so funny no the the i actually uh she's on the first she's on the cover of the first issue of the gentlewoman so there's an interview there but that's a long time ago at this point okay you know i mean she does interviews i, I assume i haven't mm-hmm. but not in a long time is my is my guess i mean she'll do fallon or something <sighs> i would Damn. love to show up on fallon so sick um so now we're um i guess we should talk about our good friends at mecca mecca <laughs> we did we had a very fun day yesterday mecca is like the better bigger cooler sephora of australia and new zealand mm-hmm. um and uh but they have a global influence the, uh, no it was honestly it was the store we did like a thing with them yesterday where we did some gift shopping like a christmas kind of like pulled it pulled out cards, holiday chris pulled out oh, i'm sorry holiday pulled out cards and like would go shop based on the questions on the card. Um, we were we were given prompts on stuff to buy, and it, in in a store full of like the highest end skincare and beauty and home stuff, like 
Yeah, it was a it's a it's a real it's interesting because you're it's Frederick, like, you're Freddie Malls, you're Freddie was represented. You're August, you're Augustus, August. Augustinus Batter. I mean, it's I don't I can't I don't like saying Augustinus Batter. It rolls off the tongue horribly. I don't like it at all. You know what's interesting about that brand? And I, this I haven't fully investigated this, but this is the story: is that it was originally um, the cream that they're famous for was made to treat burn victims. And it was so it was it worked so well that they like re-engineered it for oh, like consumer. It's like Vegemite or something. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a happy accident yeah. byproduct. Yeah, it just happens to work like that. <clears throat> um, okay. So we yeah we did this challenge and and but the the obviously the best part of the challenge is at the end they were like yeah just take whatever you want <laughs> and Jason of course I made a mistake took the most expensive thing he could find. <laughs> That's not true. It see, I, it feels like maybe it is. It's not true. I mean, I'm sure there was a more expensive item in the store, but I made the mistake of telling my wife that this was an option that was available to me, and she was like, "What the fuck?" And then she just started. But you had already, we'd already gone, right? Yeah, I, we had already. I had already picked out my items, and um, and but we're so we're we're in Sydney now, and we're gonna go to the to the store the flagship here in sydney or whatever the flaggy <clears throat> but like when i was telling her i was like it was so cool i got you this and i got you this and and then she just sort of sent me like a bullet pointed list like <laughs> here's my like i like i'm santa claus and like i want a bike and I want you're like it's Nintendo. not really like that it's mm -hmm. like we were we we t we were no I, I was joking but she wanted she wanted the the ab of course of course that's what all chicks want mm -hmm. it's uh, honestly it's one of the most powerful chick brands i've ever seen mm -hmm. it's like a universally agreed upon but and the prices are staggering yeah you know but jason got a new scent which i actually <clears throat> i really like frederick mall uncut gem uncut gem and it's it's i i you got all, the... all my girlies at mecca called it uncut jam <laughs> <laughs> but i what did i get Oh, I got Al. I got Al a mask, and then I I got I got the I got the Frederick Mall room spray. That's nice. I got a bully. I got the bully hand cream. Yeah. What else? Did bully. There was one other thing. Maybe not. I got that. I got a moisturizer. I forgot which kind. Oh, of, you got it's moisturizer. So good. Oh, I got the Suzanne Suzanne Kaufman eye serum because I forgot my La Mer. What Susie does with those <laughs> serums? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Have you ever the touched a Susie serum? What Susie does with those things? <laughs> But it was really. I, I didn't get a big old diptyque candle. Well, the diptyque three wick would not really fit in the in the carry on fit, or the check bag. To be honest, it fit on the Zola though. But we we went to the office though after, and wow. it was it felt like we we walked into like a Palm Springs high-end rental like that was like the design mm -hmm. it felt like we were at the parker yeah, yeah, yeah like it kind of felt like the parker which in for some reason in melbourne and in an office i was really i really liked it well it was it was a full transformation because we're in a, a metropolitan urban yes, area yes, yeah. with you know graffiti and taxis and bricks and mm -hmm. rain and all that shit and you walk in and sliding glass doors open up and it's like you're in it was like when, when on the Sex in the City when they go to the Standard Hotel. That's exactly what it felt like, and, and, the, and the white walls, glass, and smelled just amazing. Poofy furniture in fun obtuse colors. They're like, oh, would you guys like some granola? Yeah, 
was like, oh, I'm actually great. Thank Would you. you like some purely Elizabeth? But it was a yeah, it was really fun and funny. Um, but I I like what I liked about it was like you in America, like we after like post COVID, it's like we're working from home now. Like we're going yeah, on strike yeah. if you make us go back to the office. We're working from home. I have five dogs that I need to breastfeed. I can't ever leave the house, blah, 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 you know, all that shit. And here I walked in and it was like when you're like watching like a movie from the 2000s or I mean, even the intern, which is bustling with, with Bobby people. De Niro, where it's just a perfectly clean office yeah. with a bunch of people sitting on their desks with nice computers and there's no mess. There's no clutter and everyone is actually working only. Yeah, you're right. You're right. People were like locked in. They're just at their desk, dressed well, sitting quietly, and doing a, a very skilled job from nine to five. Yeah. And then every <laughs> once in a while, they go and grab a Chobani. <laughs> and in America, it's just like shit everywhere. You know, just like delivery bags crumpled up on the ground, feet up on the desk. It's true. The, the only thing on the screen is Twitter or fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you know whatever and here i it's just like it's just spreadsheets and graphic designers it, it, laying out it things. really did feel like people were working i totally agree with you i was like and usually was, if, if two if we you know if we're walking in somewhere like that people are like what the fuck is going on nobody even mm -hmm. looked at nobody gave a shit nobody looked up from their computers yeah. no one were like no one no one paid us any mind it's almost as if in australia you get a job at a place and they pay you a good wage mm -hmm. and you you like to do it people did seem very happy i will agree with that <laughs> everyone we dealt with seemed very happy so weird and we also when we started that process i'm learning that america is shit australia i i i understand why we make fun of it and i will continue to do that mm -hmm. but after visiting here i don't it's really nice yeah and i think it's just far that's the real only downside. Yeah, but it's also not that far, I guess. I mean, no, in the scheme of things, no. From LA. I mean, we should be staying here for two weeks for the amount of flying we did, but, you know, we got to get back. <sighs> yeah, look at this opera house. I'm looking at it right now, and it it, it looks like kind of San Francisco. Yeah, it's, it, it's very San Francisco. Actually, this part of the city does feel very San It's very hilly. It's very San Francisco. They've chosen to have all the trees have purple flowers only. Oh, that's beautiful. You're God missing your purple flowers. There's a warship. There's a nice warship. Um, all right, y'all. Well, How long gone? Thank you guys for, for listening. I don't even know what day it is or anything anymore. Thank you for listening. Um, one more dispatch from from Australia. This Are we going to do another podcast while we're here? Yeah. Crikey. Yeah, because we fly back. Yeah, yeah. We're, well, yeah. I said crikey. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, get your tickets for LA uh, November 11th at the El Rey Theater with Kate Berlant and Robbie Hoffman. Uh, New York, December 2nd, Webster Hall. The Webby. And Boston, uh, December 8th with with Kevin Morby uh, and his Sublime cover. Yeah, I'm, I am now so excited for Boston. <laughs> like I was, I, was, I was very excited because we're, we don't deserve to have Kevin Morby play with us. We like, don't. It's so sick. And now that that sublime has entered the chat <laughs> well i'm trying to discourage it but i've got he, a pip in my stiff if he already knows it then i'm gonna let him rock i mean in the in the spirit of being very far away boston is not necessarily sublime country 
Sure. But any but Sublime is white guys who get drunk. So that's oh Boston. yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. <laughs> I never thought of that. Re- replace a uh, a tank top and dicky shorts with a North Face jacket and a a, a fist hitting you. <laughs> you got the- and we kind of have the same thing. <laughs> fist hitting you. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate. It. Thank you to everyone in Melbourne. We had such a good time. Um, and we'll be back if you'll have us. Um and uh, yeah, we'll be back next to you. That's it, baby. How long gone? Thank you. Slide up.